Hi folks, welcome to episode 11 of Feelin' Lit. I'm your host, Christine Bohm, and this evening we're joined by a gentleman known across the island scene for his varied character work, notable roles that I've personally enjoyed, uh, or his performances as Dr. Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein, Katurian in The Pillow Man, and Nick Bonham over at, at the Care Just Players production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, but that only scratches the surface to the work that this guy can do on the stage. It's my pleasure to introduce Nick Vassone. Hi, Nick! Hey, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for hanging out for a bit today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Should we jump right in? Hell yeah, let's do it. Right on. So when did you get your start, A, in theater, B, on the Long Island theater scene? Let's see, in theater, uh, my first ever role that I remember, I was in kindergarten, and I was a seed that became a flower. And from what I can remember, though, this was many moons ago, no more like our flower thing under like a garbage bag and then when the sun <laughs> came up after the rain like the sun came and took the bags off of our head and our flowers um <laughs> which was cool uh and in terms of like long island something that i don't think a lot of people actually know is that uh first thing i ever did on the island was in 2009 out with hampton theater company i did their production of six degrees of separation oh no i didn't know that yeah 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 and I uh, did a couple shows out there. I did that. And then in 2011, I did uh, My Three Angels. So just celebrated your 11th anniversary now doing Long Island Theater. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, with a brief hiatus of, of, of regional and touring. And sure. then uh, came back to it, I guess, officially in 2014 when I, I did my first production at Gap. And then it's been, you know, away we go from there. So on the island specifically, have there been any particularly memorable roles that you have uh, were able to tackle? Oh, I mean, you just named three that were, uh, they're indescribable. Um, and what's actually been really nice is how many people have brought up the pillow man or pillow person. Pillow book, <laughs> I think is what Mark Cahill said. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Um, that was... Uh, by far probably one of my favorite things that I've, I've ever done um mm -hmm. and you know i bring it up to evan all the time uh in wanting to do it again because you know six performances of that is just like, like never enough but that that every everything about it was was incredible even in your production of midsummers playing bottom you know my evolution uh in high school i was puck in college, I was I was Lysander, and now being uh, you know older with a little bit more traveled uh, acting and whatnot under me to, to get to play bottom and, and you kind of let me have fun and, and some some loose reins on it was awesome. <laughs> so, what's the next role in Midsummer that you're going to tackle? What's after this? Oh man, probably be like one of the uh, one of the old men or, or maybe um, Oberon. Yeah, I could see that. Although it'd be fun to see as a Geus, that old fool Aegeus. I've gotten years on that one. But That's true. <laughs> I mean, well, hopefully, I mean, I still got a couple of years of bottom, which will be Definitely. good. I would say so. so. Because that was a blast. Hands down a blast. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. I mean, that any of the summer Shakespeare shows are just like a fun production. You were also in Tempest the following summer, right? Yes, which scared the ever-loving bejesus out of me. Why was that? You know, Prospero is just such a... You know, Prospero's the role that's up there with like a Hamlet or the Scotsman or something like that. Who You look at who's played it professionally in the past. You know, they even did the movie where Helen Mirren played the role as well, mm -hmm. and Julie Taymor. And these are some, like, seriously, seriously seasoned actors. And, and you know, Prospero goes through, like, a whirlwind 
of emotions in front of everybody and and at the end really like lays his heart and soul out there in a way uh and brings it all back together and um it was a lot different obviously than what we were kind of talking about going into <laughs> that yeah. summer and and the thing i don't remember exactly what the email from jordan when he offered it to me but it said something along the lines i know we were talking about something different but uh you know we, we really believe that you could do this and I, I mean i was shit ass scared um so but once i once i once i got my bearings it was uh it felt really good so as far as character development goes what does that process look look like for you we can take a character like prospero and talk about that you know uh take some time um i mean as you've seen from working with me it takes a while for me to kind of like drop my book uh i i it's my safety blanket so even though i've always wanted to play charlie brown i guess you can call me linus oh um but yeah, I mean, I, I, cause I just constantly go back to it. Everything, everything that you need is in the text, especially with Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, so having it there to make sure that, you know, you're as, as word perfect as possible and really know what you're saying and just really diving in all the emotions are there, all the feelings, mm-hmm. the rage, the love, the happiness, everything and i guess using that as a point of comparison to like dr frankenstein in young frank what's what does that that look like if you compare it to like a you were talking about iconic performers so somebody like gene wilder how do you differentiate that you know to both times that i did that production i was very fortunate in a very short amount of time to do it twice you know it's an iconic role Mm -hmm. Um, and gene wilder's gene wilder and if i could play everything that he's done uh, I'd love to. I've done two, uh, that and also, uh, you know, Willy Wonka recently in a children's yes. production, Cap, which was so much fun. I, I had to throw nods in there. Like it was like a little tip of the hat to him and just ways that I would deliver a line because, you know, not to just basically do what he did, but it, it had to be done pretty darn close to. Yeah, I feel like audiences will expect that, like you said. Oh, yeah. And, and for me, I mean, that was also a role, more so the first time than the second time that scared the living crap out of me as well, because, you know, I, I, I played principal roles in shows before, musicals and whatnot, but, you know, the amount of singing, the amount of, like, range of, like, vocal work you have to do and, yeah. and how much he screams and, you know, how long he's on stage. And then there's also numbers where he's in the middle of dancing. I mean, because if there's one thing that I am not... Uh, is a dancer. Um, I can move well. <laughs> I can move with the best of them. Um, it might take me a little while, but uh, yeah, yeah, that scared the ever-loving crap out of me. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, in the many, many productions you've done across the island, who have been some notable people you've shared the stage with? The entire Pillow Man cast, mm-hmm. um, who I just hold near and dear. Andrew uh, Murano, who is the ultimate ultimate scene partner oh yeah Um, he's just so much fun and what really sucks is that our trajectory of relationships on stage has gone from you know the carefree kind of fun of like you know frederick frodrick as he would say (laughs) and igor to you know katurian and michael and how heartbreaking that is and and then prospero caliban uh, wow, just so downhill. <laughs> it's, it's just really gone. It's like, oh, um, it's like, shit. Um, you know, Evan Dinellen is, is fantastic. Uh, Sean, fantastic. The kids, uh, both Mike and Olivia in that production. Um, others, I love everything that I do with Mike Newman. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a joy and an absolute delight uh, to share the stage with. Uh, and some of the folks at Cap, who, which is, I, I guess you'd call my, my musical home, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, other than the couple of things I've done at Smithtown, but, um, you know, like a Jared Grossman is a lot of fun to play with on stage, Cindy LaBuda, um, Daniel Jenkins, Zach Levy, those guys. It's, uh, they're a lot of fun. What makes a good scene partner for you? Um, openness. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's everything's just, it's a ping pong match or a tennis match. Yeah. when you're on stage and it's it's keeping the energy and, and going back and forth and 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 having fun so i think i'd say when when we did our production in midsummers the amount of fun that we all had on stage it was just like criminal it was like wrangling cats at certain points for midsummer <laughs> <laughs> i mean a lot of people that this that's a show that's been brought up a, a couple of times on the podcast which has been again like really cool to see um, but yeah, you guys, especially the mechanicals in that show, were just a bunch of goobers. <laughs> uh, and, and you let us have fun. You let us play, you know, and it, it was great. Like, and, and when everyone, the more everybody got comfortable and the more we all like gave in and, and, you know, even with Brian, like towards the end when we did the play within a play <laughs> and stuff that just for fun being stupid, <laughs> you know, up in my eyes open while he was crying over me to try and make him laugh they're like making ridiculous noises. It was just awesome. <laughs> have there been any shows that you've seen specifically on the island that have stuck out to you as, as being particularly good? Yeah. Um, I, I loved, I loved, I loved the production of Fun Home, which you were also a part of. Um, to see, to see Jackie up there and just something that is just like tailor-made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really get to see her shine was incredible. Um, I loved the production of Jekyll and Hyde uh, at CM. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was it was just beautiful, top to bottom. I mean, I, I did a production at, at Cap recently at the mm-hmm. same time that they were doing a production over at Theater Three. So I think oh, it was wow. Mike Newman, you know, who joked, you know, Cap, we were the West End production while the, uh, gotcha. <laughs> the production was going on also at Theater Three. You know, but that one really really stood out for me everybody their choices and then also a couple of years ago i saw in the heights at cap mm-hmm. which was like one of the first times i ever saw nico do anything on stage and that was just amazing um and lastly the production of uh menagerie jordan directed glass menagerie uh, yeah uh, i thought that was fantastic very very well done right on a lot of toot toots nick you've dropped a lot of names I'm trying. It's good. We're really filling time up with all, all the work you've seen. <laughs> um, so I guess working as an actor, um, have you ever considered dabbling in direction at all? Absolutely. Uh, I've actually directed before in the past, which is oh, also yeah. something not a lot of folks know. I've, I've done stuff in, in, in college. I, I've directed professionally in Santa Fe after college. I ran a theater program at a sleepaway camp for a few summers and, and directed uh you know children's theater shows um and then a couple like small little things in in manhattan uh for funsies or you know friends would just kind of bring me in to uh to watch give like a clean eye and and, and help clean up a couple of things and what's something that you look for in actors as a director again also openness yeah you know there's um something that that a mentor of mine from when I used to go to stage door back in the day and his master class kind of talked about like acting is really just all about risk, uh, believability and commitment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and just really the more you can kind of like dive in and, and just peel away, the more carefree uh, and more fun and at ease you can, you can be. Have there been un- any other pieces of direction that you've been given that have stuck with you, kind of like that one has? Um, I don't know necessarily, which is like weird. I What I've loved about the directors that I've worked with that, you know, you guys have had a lot of trust in me, that if anything, I kind of get more freaked out <laughs> about <laughs> what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's what's nice and, and what I love about the directors that I like working with is that they do the outline for you mm-hmm. and create the broad strokes and they allow you to shape it. And sometimes you're going to go outside the lines and sometimes you're going to stay in the lines, but they let you, they let you color, which is great. Love that. That's a great way to, yeah. great way to put it. Well, Nick, I'm wondering if you would uh, enjoy partaking in a game with me. <laughs> All right. So this is a game new to the Feel and Lit podcast. Nick is the first ever contestant. It's called Quote Spear, uh, trade, trademark pending. And thanks to the sound machines donated to the Feel and Lit podcast by the one and only Scott Hofer, if Nick correctly guesses the quote that I'll read uh, in conjunction to what, what Shakespeare show it's involved in, extra bonus points if you can guess the character who said it, he will hear this noise. If he is incorrect, he will hear this noise. What if I just am incorrect all the time and keep hearing that noise? That's the, It'll be a boring game for you and you won't win the prize. Damn it. <laughs> There'll be 10 questions. Um, 10 okay. quotes. Okay. All right, let's try it. First quote, to be or not to be, that is the question. Hamlet. <laughs> good going, good going. Second, now is the winter of our discontent. Oh, um, what the hell is his name? Richard. Which one? Third. (laughs) Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh That's a tough one. I'm going to say... Romeo and Juliet. Woohoo! All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. Hmm. As you like it. Well done. Thank you. Is this a dagger which I see before me? The handle toward my hand? I won't say the actual name of the show. Well done. That was a trick. Yeah, uh, but the Scottish flag. Well done. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Oh, dear God. Um... Oh, no. I feel like I should know that. Uh-oh. Is that a Caesar thing? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Twelfth Night. Character Malvolio. Damn it. <laughs> Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. You were so close the last time. I was? Your last um, answer. Caesar? Yes! <laughs> Okay, here's another. Here's one I think, I hope you get. Full fathom five thy fa- father lies, of his bones are coral made. Those per- those are pearls that were his eyes, nothing of him that doth fade, but doth suffer a sea change into something rich and strange. Oh my god, I should know that. It's probably like the Tempest and I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two more, two more. A man can die but once. Man can die but once. Uh, the Titus? 
<laughs> that is Henry Four Part Two. That was a hard yeah. one. I did I did the histories very briefly in, in college, like a class, or it was more like literature based. And for gotcha. actors, we hated it because yes. we had to like analyze the text, but like not the way we wanted. The final quote. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Is that one, Titus? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right, Nick. And your total is... I don't know because I wasn't keeping track. So you win the prize. (laughs) And the prize is a compliment from yours truly. And that compliment is you have the best pair of Crocs on Long Island because they have the Swedish chef on them. Well, then we both do because so do you. I was really hoping that you'd you'd say that. Yes, this is a a shameless plug that Nick and I have matching Crocs. Amazing matching Crocs. (laughs) All right, Nick, sort of on the lines of wrapping things up, but uh, are there any shows that you haven't tackled on the island that you'd like to tackle? I mean, there's a ton. I'd really like to do The Producers. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, hell yeah. What else? I've been in a kick and really wanting to do other desert cities. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and then there's like a ton of Shakespeare stuff. That would be a, a lot of fun too. And I mean, I don't know. I, the list is epic and can go on forever. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, um, I forget who said it on a previous podcast, but bucket list roles are hard to pick because they're always changing for actors. Oh, absolutely. And then sometimes like you get cast in a show and you're just like, oh, I'm just doing the show right now. And then you walk away and you're like, holy shit, that's the most fun. Yes. And it's, uh, it was an incredible experience. Well, I hope that you get to tackle shows like The Producers and specifically Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Excuse me, Long Island Theater Community. Produce that so I can direct it in cast, Nick. And with hopefully Mike Newman as my... Uh, Ooh, that's yes. too good of a cast. Are there any upcoming plugs you have coming up that you want to throw out there? I mean, holy crap. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, uh, that there'll be some, some live outdoor Shakespeare this summer. Ooh-wee. Um, I kind of feel like if anything's going to happen, that might happen above anything indoors. Sure. Um, just because there's this whole outdoor indoor thing. Yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, and nobody can see it other than you and I. <laughs> um, and as you just crossed your fingers too. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And then other than that, you know, everything else is pretty much canceled, unfortunately. Ugh. Any virtual things going on? Things you want to plan? Um, there's a couple other things that I, I want to put together. Um, we did a reading the other night of a play called Our Country's Good, um, which I'm hoping that you guys might consider taking a, a, a stab at and, and, uh, and producing. Um, I don't know, just some other fun stuff. I, I, I kind of wanted to get a group of people together and do, like, noise off, and I realized that, like... 50% of that is like the physicality. Sure. And so I don't think it would be as fun to do. So now I just kind of got to go through some shows and figure out what would be fun. And, and also when doing that kind of stuff, what was nice about our country's good is that everybody really, it was very balanced between mm-hmm. everybody so that it's not kind of like you're sitting there for two, two and a half hours doing a Zoom reading with friends and yes. and. You're just like, oh, these people are speaking the entire time, and I'm just waiting for like that sixth line. Yes, well, I, I think I share that sentiment. Just like I hope that people continue to create theater in this space while we can. 
Yeah, no, I mean, this, the, your podcast is, is absolutely incredible. Oh, um, thanks, Nick. I like that, that CM's been doing the CM Live, mm-hmm. um, a theater that I used to work with out in Santa Fe, New Mexico for my time out in college. They're doing, um, uh, I think it's called Shelter in Plays, um, where a lot of playwrights, you know, similar to what Theater 3 just did, um, where, you know, local playwrights do, you know, put something and write something. And then that was more of a Zoom reading with Theater 3, but out in Santa Fe, uh, it's more monologues. Gotcha. Uh, and then, you know, the individual actor films somebody's monologue and then, you know, it goes on their YouTube station. Um, look, because at the end of the day, all theater artists are trying to do is just stay relevant um, in this insane time. The ambiance of uh, <laughs> living in New York City and what comes outside of my window. There was a, before we started, there was a car alarm going off for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh. Perfect. Fuck. Perfect timing. Doing this thing cannot continue. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be like an episode of Friends, the one where the car alarm went off the entire time. <laughs> the entire length of the podcast. Well, Nick, thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you for going well, along you. with first ever rendition of Quote Spear. Um, that was amazing, by the way. Oh, good. I'm glad. And I, I hope to see you and give you a hug real soon. But same, same, same. It is always a pleasure to chat theater with you, Nick. You have a great evening. You as well. I smoothed my thinning hair and I killed it mirror to try to hide the tell signs of my age. My name is Balthazar Impresario, and tonight will be my last night on the stage. <laughs>